2: Hey, I'm Tim Eccles, Vice Chair of the Georgia Public Service Commission. It's great to be back in our studio with our producer Logan Booker and our guest today, Sean Mathis. Logan, let's start with uh, let's start with the celebration that's uh, just happened with the Braves winning. What a story they are! Twenty six years.
0: 26 years. I was 12 years old, Tim, the last time they won that thing in 1995. So as a 38-year-old now, this just feels different. It it almost feels in a weird way like a
2: lifetime achievement award, not just a good memory as a child. So I'm having fun with this, Tim. Well, Sean, you're up in Clarksville in Habersham County. Uh, Did y'all feel the reverberation of what the Braves did up there?
1: Uh, Even up there, everyone's talking about it. It's, It's the talk of the town.
2: Yeah, so you own Miles Through Time Museum. It's in an old mill uh, in Clarksville, Georgia. Folks that have been up the old 441 may have passed the property. Folks that are going up that new for, quote new 441 may not see it. Uh, you, you've recently, you know, acquired the entire uh, the entire property. Now, uh, you know, it's it's got to be a challenge trying to fill that thing up.
1: It, believe it or not, the the filling it up part is one of the easiest aspects of everything that I do with that museum. Like the 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 putting stuff in there is no big deal. It's having space for it has been the constant issue.
2: Well, we're going to talk about his museum. We're going to talk about the very cool Tesla world record attempt, um, Logan. I, I think about the energy, uh, and this is a, a show about energy, but the uh, the energy and excitement that's going on in our state right now and it's uh, you know it, it, it brings back you know those memories from long ago and with football going well at least you know as far as the bulldogs are concerned it's uh, it will have been an incredible year it, it could possibly be the the best fall
0: of all time i can't think of a fall that's more fun maybe those that were around back in 1980 and experienced
2: that freshman Herschel walker you were in, in school then right yeah i was uh, at yeah. georgia from 78 to 82 and you know I, if if you watch the nfl and college football you see a lot of offensive lines Pushing players forward uh, for three, four, five, sometimes more. <laughs> but when Herschel was there, he just went over the top. It was He was a man among boys
0: in a man sport is is the thing to, to look at that. But no, it was a lot of fun. I can imagine that that fall was great. In fact, the Braves won the NL West, not the East, the West, uh, back in 1982. So I imagine that was a good year as well. But what this state is experiencing right now, you mentioned energy is just, uh, it's, I know we talk about a different kind of energy on this show, Energy Matters, but I feel it inside of me and that's bubbling out. And I think we're all kind of consuming a lot of things that maybe we weren't in the past, just staying up late, you know, doing all this stuff. And it, it, it's its a trickle effect, but it's, it's a lot of fun right now.
2: Sean, Sean, I think about, you know, Georgia being the best state to do business in for the eighth in a straight year. And you know, folks may not think that sports teams winning is that big a deal, but it really adds to the quality of life uh aspect of uh, you know, of having a winning town. But you know, with an exciting, you know, game to go see, uh you know, it's part of the entertainment, it's part of the you know, the social
1: fabric and something that people can really be proud of. Absolutely. I went to the gym this morning and that that's all I heard people talking about was the Braves winning, the parade, all kinds of stuff. You mentioned um, Academy Sports mm-hmm. and getting the shirt and all that. I had I heard people talking about going to Dick's Sporting Goods. And like it just packed, lines out the door just to get merchandise. I and mean, it's awesome. You know, Logan, there's a lot of contention
2: in politics. But I'm going to put forward this theory that winning teams, winning the World Series that that brings people together. Mm-hmm. Uh, and I think it really can uh, help our community, our state, our city, just be a better place. I
0: know uh, for those that don't know, I host a sports talk radio show every morning on 960, the ref here at Cox media. And we talk about this a lot that you can especially say that about the Atlanta Braves, maybe even more than a lot of other teams out there. We are a regional team, not just Atlanta, uh, Mississippi, Tennessee, the North Carolinas, uh, uh Everywhere around the state of Georgia, they're Braves fans. They call it Braves country for a reason, and it really does bring people together. We joke about the SEC football. Those are 14 teams at war all fall, but one thing brings them all together, and that's the Atlanta Braves. So when the Braves win like they did this 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 recent season, it really does bring a region together, and like you mentioned, it makes a, a point of pride. I think a lot of us will disagree on a lot of things in this world, but when it comes to sports – and something gives us the amount of pride, like the Braves did. It's it's nice that little glimmer of of bipartisanship, isn't it? It is. I, I
2: remember. I guess it was maybe nineteen eighty three, eighty four. Uh, I was just out of college, and I was uh, helping some Christian radio stations uh, with some you know media stuff. Uh, I was working at Bowdre Ford downtown Atlanta, and. I went to the Braves game on a media pass. And I think we were in the Atlanta Fulton County Stadium then. And I I went under the tunnel, rode the elevator, press elevator up to field level. And there was a lady in this elevator with me and I offered her a stick of gum Mm -hmm. uh, just to be friendly because I was pulling a piece of gum out. And she took the gum and uh, she walked down to Ted Turner's box. It, it was his wife at the time. <laughs> Not Jane Fonda, but the one before that. <laughs> and, and so she sits down in the box next to Ted Turner, right, invites me down into the Turner box. <laughs> and his box wasn't up there, you know, uh, in the middle of, of the stands. It was right there on that first base, mm-hmm. first base side. And so I sat with Ted Turner in this box for a, a few minutes. Uh, and, hey, had I had a radio show then, I would have pulled out my recorder of and done an, done an interview. But that's my cool, brave story. How about that? That's really, that's what really I yeah it's
0: uh throughout the 90s i was a child like i said so i did get to go experience the 95 parade with my father and uh talk about bringing together there's a lot of examples out there not to get too emotional here but i lost my father several years ago and i think a lot about him now when we win this one the memories i had with him and i'm hearing so many stories like that of people that are saying hey this one was for my father or my my brother that may have passed or just family members that are no longer here to kind of enjoy this sort of, you know, in, in multi levels. But uh it's 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 an entity that brings the state together. And like I mentioned a moment ago, it's the region. It's not just the state. It's 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 incredible.
2: You know, and, and baseball and I played baseball, football, and basketball, even though I'm short, uh you know, in peewee leagues, you know, you're able to get away with that. But I, I enjoyed all three of those sports. But baseball is unique. It's unique for being able to have conversations. Uh, and and just the flow of the game mm-hmm. is different. And I think it it is something that has the ability to have more civic pride around it. I don't know what you think about that. I, I think baseball is uniquely
0: built on nostalgia. I think nostalgia is one of the fueling engines that carries the game into the future. It's it's those moments I mentioned with father and son, mother and daughter. It's it's a family thing. And I I'm with you. I know a lot of the younger generation may not have the attention span to sit in a nine inning, three and a half hour baseball game, but for those that came up around it, to sit and strategize with your friends or your family you're with and think about all the scenarios. It's it's a situational game and if you grew up around it, it sticks with you forever. I think there's a lot of metaphors that go into life that baseball provides, and it's it's unique. It really is. It's not the the 60 minutes of fast pace, you know, basketball or football. But there's just something about baseball that you know, what apple pie, baseball, and and, and Chevrolet is the joke that everybody say all I'm as American as it gets. But it's a uh, it's really neat. It's I'm, I'm getting
2: emotional just thinking about it. Yeah, speaking of Chevrolets and Corvettes, Sean, I think about your place up there and all the car shows that you do, and I I see a lot of these car shows. My son lives in Panama City Beach, and they have a number of shows there. Uh, Of course, we have the Caffeine caffeine and Octane show uh, over over in Atlanta, and car shows, especially for old-timers, you know, uh, is... A really great form of entertainment and great form of fellowship for them. These guys travel, you know, on the weekends to these shows. They pull their chairs out. They sit there and they they remember um, times of yesteryear.
1: I mean, a car show, really what it is, is it's an excuse to pull that car out of the garage (laughs) and have people see it and talk to people. Because I mean, a lot of these cars, unless they're going to a car show or they have an opportunity to go to a coffee shop or something like that, they aren't really driven uh, you know, too often. So those car shows give them an opportunity to get out there and, and get behind the wheel. And you guys uh, do a couple of these big shows, and folks uh,
2: go into your... Museum, describe, and we're going to talk a little bit more about your museum in the next segment. But, and you're here really because of our relationship in working on this Tesla world record attempt. But the museum is how you earn your living up there. Tell us a little about the museum and uh, just in the remaining minute in this
1: segment. Uh, the, so, the museum, I, I, a, I describe it as a co op style uh, 501c3 nonprofit that I started with one car, which was my grandpa's 1959 Cadillac Coupe de Ville. Everything else on display in the museum either belongs to other people or have been donated to the museum. And it goes from everything over 100 years old up to more moderns, more famous, YouTube famous cars. Yeah, you've got President Carter's old uh, Secret Service limousine, right? Uh, it's It's a Lincoln Continental convertible that was custom made for his Secret Service. Yeah, well, when we come back, I wanna talk about this
2: effort that we made December 12th of 2020 in an attempt to break the world record for a Tesla parade. I'm going to tell you about the, the email I got from a constituent whose daughter missed her Santa appointment at Avalon because <laughs> yeah. I had 400 mm. shut down for 30 minutes. Uh, oh, my goodness. Uh, and we'll talk a little bit more about uh, electric vehicles and their impact. I'm Tim Eccles. You're listening to Energy Matters.
0: Energy Matters would like to thank Gas South for its support of the show. Gas South has a no deposit policy and offers some of the lowest per therm rates in the state. Use the promo code Matters for a special deal. Gas South, the difference is good. Gas South believes in the difference we can all make, like the difference in putting people first and showing that you care. For us, our difference is saving people money with our best rates and no deposit, and the difference we make in our community by taking care of our friends and neighbors and giving back 5% of our profits to help children in need. Learn more about what makes us different at gassouth.com.
2: Gas South. The difference is good. but how we thank john gornall and all the attorneys and staff at agg for sponsoring our show hey tim Eccles, back on energy matters i'm vice chair of the georgia public service commission we do this show every week uh in our in our first segment we talked a little bit about the energy that came out of the braves world series win. we talked about uh how that sports bring people together a lot of controversy in this society out there. Uh, a lot of ugliness and snark going on. Uh, Sean uh, Sean Mathis in the studio with me, the owner of Miles Through Time Museum, and our producer Logan Booker. Um, Sean, you've got this museum and uh, a full blown antique mall that you now have acquired up in Clarksville, Georgia. Tell me about this world record attempt on on the Tesla that you came up with because that's how you and I got to know each other.
1: That's right. Yeah, so uh, I've wanted a Tesla for years now and it took me forever to actually be able to to afford one. And so I finally got one last year. And within a couple of months... Uh, after owning a tesla i was just going through guinness world records because i've always wanted to go for a record as well and i wound up finding this one that had the record for the longest tesla parade and it was 145 teslas and it was held in china and i was like that doesn't seem like a lot like i see that many teslas around the neighborhood on a you know, weekly basis and uh so it, it was literally within 15 minutes i i, I talked to my wife. I was like, you think we could go for this record? And she's like, yeah, why not? So I belonged to a couple of Facebook groups that were Tesla specific and I posted on there. I was like, hey, anybody be interested in this? And uh, immediately immediately was like, yeah, yeah, yeah. So uh, I then created an event for it and, and uh, submitted the application to Guinness World Record and I had nothing else planned. And uh, it wasn't until I had um, Tyler, who was part of the, the Tesla group, out to me he's like i want to help and then uh, he introduced me to you tim and uh, from there the rest is history and and really i wouldn't have been able to accomplish any of it if it wasn't the connections uh that i made through you um i mean you you are really the one that that made it all possible well
2: well well thanks ali kelly uh of the ray was fully engaged as well you know she drives that's right that tesla model x with with uh with the ray You know, I think about some of the challenges that we had, right? Staging, you know, what we thought would be 300 or so cars, we wound up having more. How many did we have exactly? Was it 340, 380? What was it? 340 was the final number. Yeah, so finding a place to stage that many cars, and then we wound up
1: having to get the serial number off every car, didn't we? Yeah, you know, and that's part of the thing is when when you submit an application to Guinness for a specific record, you're just submitting an application. It takes a while for them to actually come back and tell you all the requirements that they want uh, in order to get that particular record. So although you know what the record is, you don't actually know what it is they want. So when they finally came back, they're like, yeah, you got to got to stay within two car lengths of each other and you need the vin number and you need the license number and all these different things that uh i didn't know until after we had already started to plan everything yeah so we got marta thanks to jeff
2: parker uh he loaned us that marta parking ride Yep. so that was big enough for us we had to bring in toilets because obviously people were around a couple of hours before we began and there was nothing close to that marta parking Ride. so we needed those toilets um it you know the thing had a lot of trash in it so we recruited some people to pick up the trash and we hauled away about you know a pickup truck load or two of trash bags then we had to get the route uh and then the ending point which you settled on the weston down in sandy springs right? right right yeah and we had to then have the police escort to be able to get out of that marta park and ride owned a 400 we needed to keep the cars together so we had to shut down 400 and then getting off there down at Abernathy or wherever we got off we needed the Sandy Springs Police Department to stop everything so we could get into the parking lot for your charity event um, because you uh, came up with a brilliant idea to uh, to raise money to fight human trafficking.
1: Yeah, I mean, the the record was one thing. I mean, it, it's cool to go for that, and I, I thought it would be relatively easy in numbers to beat, not even thinking about how complicated the actual record would wind up being. Uh, but ultimately, you know, I didn't want to go through all the trouble of doing all this if we weren't doing it for a greater good. And uh, I didn't want to find a chair. I didn't want anything that had uh, controversy around it. That was like somebody's going to have a different opinion and say have something to say. So uh, my wife actually followed um, Operation Underground Railroad, and uh, told me why not? Why not raise funds for them? And so that's that's pretty much how we chose that. And we got uh, uh, we had Eliza Blue come and, and speak and share her story and, and inspiration um, about what it is that she's doing in, in the fight for human trafficking and. Uh, it, I think it also opened up a lot of people's eyes, not a, not not to mention we raised over $10,000, and it all went to OUR. Yeah, that was fantastic.
2: If you're just tuning in, that voice is Sean Mathis. He owns Miles Through Time Museum, and uh, it was his brainchild to do the Tesla World Record attempt. Funny story, Logan. Um, I got an email later that afternoon from a constituent, and he said... Uh, Uh, you know because you shut down 400 and we were trying to get to avalon my daughter missed her santa appointment and i can't believe that you did that to let all those teslas you know on the highway uh, and so I had to apologize. I sent her a gift, uh, and I had to to really make up with this constituent. Say if
0: there was one thing that could shut down a, a Tesla parade, Santa Claus might be a, a prime candidate. But I think you did the right thing in in playing Santa Claus since you deprived young children
2: of the joy of Santa, yeah. Tim. Yeah, Sean, you know. <laughs> it, 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 you know With being a politician, you know you you can't win for losing, right? You you, you know, you 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 do one thing and somebody gets mad at you. You do the other. I mean, it is you've got to have tough skin to be an elected official. So, you know, uh, as we've kind of looked at this Braves parade, which is a low speed parade, Sean. I think if we were doing the tesla world record attempt again we were doing it at 70 miles an hour uh, i think we probably should do it at seven miles an hour don't you think
1: you know we we learned a lot there, not one of us ever experienced anything like this so it was uh it was definitely uh, on the job training to to even figure out how to pull this thing off um luckily because we did that i think I, i'd be pretty confident that we do it again it, it would it would go so much smoother um, and and part of that is you know we parked everybody in that in that parking space and then had to funnel them out and and you know create the whole parade line and it just there was so many cars it wasn't it wasn't really possible to keep it nice and tight you know so. Uh, going forward if we lined them up around a track or something like that and then slowly moved forward you know one lap that would get us and that was the other thing that i didn't know guinness we we only needed two miles for the actual record you know and by the time we got onto 400 that two miles was done but we were still emptying the parking lot by the time the first car got onto 400 it was just it was so many more cars than we thought sounds like a uh, job for atlanta motor speedway in the future it, it's
0: if, something if that's like that. Possible, yeah, that, yeah. That'd
2: be two laps, right, Tim? Yeah,
0: it'd be I two think laps, it's one and, and a half
2: miles. And we could just creep around there. And I do a lot of parades. That's an elected official, and most of them are very, very slow. And you are staying very, very close. And we were attempting to do this. I don't know. It was eleven miles, twelve miles. I don't know what it was, but it was it it was a high speed parade. Um and I think three of the Teslas bumped each other out there on 400. I don't know if you saw that, but I was kind of bringing up the rear uh, in the Tesla that I borrowed that day um, after we got everybody out of the parking lot.
1: And I saw a st- one
2: of our state patrol officers pulled over with three of the cars. That was actually
1: uh, a Tesla employee and uh, and another and another one that got hit. Apparently, somebody outside of our parade wound up catching up to him and, uh, and bumped into him. So, I mean, it it wasn't without its issues that's for sure you know we had a, uh, and just a shout out to the georgia state patrol because they they brought
2: that whole motorcycle brigade uh and they uh, were shutting down those exits uh and i mean there's no possible way we could have done that without the state
1: patrol uh, absolutely not. I mean, we, we had we had to have that. And, and again, that was part of Guinness's stipulation was that all the exits, you know, any opportunity for anybody to come through, we had to have all those blocked. Otherwise, again, it, it wasn't going to work.
2: And the drone requirement, right? You had to have this thing filmed with drones.
1: Yeah, which, again, was a, a major logistical issue to capture this two-mile-long parade with 340 cars in it. You know, Tyler Young and those guys at the Tesla Owners Club um, –
2: in atlanta man they provided so so much logistical support you know just a shout out to him
1: yeah I, uh, again tyler tyler was the first contact that i had i had never met tyler before this parade and uh tyler connected me with ali who connected me with you and um i mean again i i had nobody and and doing this parade not only did we raise all those funds for charity but it connected me with all kinds of people, which then led down to all kinds of different paths as well. So, I mean, it's a testament of why you should do things with people. I mean, it opens up so many doors.
2: You know, in collaborating, and I say this all the time that. collaboration builds acceleration and allows you to move projects forward and I mean you and I would have never connected you wouldn't have connected to Tyler you wouldn't connect it to Allie now we are in relationship we're working on stuff together and it's just so important to work together
1: right and from my world you know I People think classic cars, museum, old stuff. Uh, I try to really bridge the gap between the older generation, where it's it's old cars, and the younger, newer generation, where it might be more electric. You know, it's it's not a a cut and line dry line for me. It's it's all of it.
2: Well, when we come back, we're going to keep Sean over another segment. We're going to talk more about the cars in this museum, the cannonball run uh, car that you have. Some of the other cool uh, models that you have. We'll talk about Porsche because you drove a Porsche to the studio today. And a little bit about what the Germans are doing with electric cars. So stick around. I'm Tim Eccles. You're listening to Energy Matters. Hey, this is Tim Eccles. We talk all the time on Energy Matters about buying a used EV instead of a new one. Let someone else pay the depreciation. BMVW Auto Sales, one of our show sponsors, can fix you up. Go to their website at ev-hybrid.com to see the ever-changing inventory. BMVW has every brand, every type of EV, and they'll even let you test drive it for three days, show you how to charge it, and drive it for maximum performance. That's ev-hybrid.com, ev-hybrid.com. Reducing pollution from the transportation industry is an important goal and few alternative vehicle fuels offer the distinct advantages of compressed natural gas. I myself drive an F-150 C pickup. Marlin Compression, part of Marlin Gas Services, is helping to usher in this clean energy future to the Port of Savannah too. Not only is Marlin Compression a trusted provider of CNG for fleet fueling, they are also working with Port Fueling Center on a state-of-the-art CNG truck fueling facility. Learn more about the distinct economic and environmental advantages of using natural gas for trucking fleets of all sizes and explore all of Marlin services by visiting marlincompression.com. That's marlincompression.com. Calculate your savings. Today, Hey, Tim Eccles back on Energy Matter. Another segment with Sean Mathis. Sean, welcome back. Hey, thanks for having me. And Logan Booker, good to have you uh, back. And uh, good to be back in the studio with you, Logan. It's good to have you guys back. It's been a, a crazy couple of years, but it's it really does start to feel normal
0: again, doesn't it? Yeah. In I a mean, good we, way.
2: We, Logan, you know, our show uh, has continued on episode 148 now. We did... You know, we did a lot of those on the road, and what COVID did allow us to do is to catch up with a lot of people to be innovative using Zoom and other things and interview people that we could have never got to our studios. No, I, th-
0: I think the show has been not better per se it's always been great but i think the the opportunities like you just said throughout the the pandemic certainly were like you said unique and maybe a little bit more far reaching than have we just been in studio every single week so no i hope in the future you continue to do that kind of stuff but but also get in
2: the studio at the same time so i'll say job well done Tim. thank you so much sean you've got a very cool looking porsche out there uh it's yellow uh (laughs) it's, it's
1: bright yellow you get a lot of comments on that color yeah, that uh, I do. It's it's not a very common color. It's called sand yellow. They only produced it one year, and I actually wasn't a fan of it. And I actually went to Chicago to go get it, but then I found out there's another one in my right, right, right where I live. Some lady has the exact same car. Wow, <laughs> it drives me nuts. You know, the
2: Germans were a little slow with the electric cars. Uh,
1: you know, and and I went
2: to I've gone down to Germany three different times, and I think part of it. Uh, You know, in Germany, they are used to buying a car, driving it for a very long time. They don't trade cars in Germany like we do in America. And, And, you know, you think about really just how the Germans build anything, they build it to last. And so they're not building a disposable car, are they?
1: No, absolutely not. I mean, the, just the build quality. If you've ever like gone through a German-made car, they they are nice cars. They may be expensive to fix, you know, as they get older, but they're still they're nice cars.
2: As the Germans brought forward their cars, of course that that BMW i3 was first model that came out. Now the i8, uh, which was a uh, which was a plug-in. Hybrid. Now their cars, they're not sacrificing performance in the least. They've uh, a lot of those BMWs uh, have that second engine. They have, they keep the gas engine and they just throw an
1: electric motor back there, and those those things work in tandem. Yeah, the that kind of transition is what is appealing for people like me. Like I, I don't. I don't want a slow, boring car. So, if you can get the electric power on there, and, and if it's like you, my, my Porsche, it's a supercharged six-cylinder with a hybrid motor. So, I've also got the electric motor on there. And so, I can get 28 miles per gallon, or I can put it in sport mode and, and launch, and it's fun to drive. And without that, I, you know, it, it becomes a boring car. I'm going to have an opportunity to go to Stuttgart, Germany, nice.
2: uh, and attend not at state expense for those of you wondering uh this is this is going to be paid uh, you know out of my pocket but i'm going with georgia economic development to a big battery show in stuttgart and i'm going to have a chance to tour that porsche tycan factory nice. where they make the electric porsche and we had one of those at uh, at road atlanta in our ev corral you're talking about a performance car that loves to drink juice now that is an incredible car that
1: is a car that I would like to get behind the wheel of, for sure. Right, that's a hundred eighty-five thousand dollars car, but that is a beautiful, fast car, well built.
2: So I'm really looking forward to seeing how how they make that and a couple of nuclear power events that we're doing, uh, both in France and Switzerland. I'll be touring uh, a nuclear power plant uh, in Switzerland that actually provides district heating for a town and steam for a a cardboard factory so nuclear power in in america going a bit slow uh but in asia and parts of europe it's it's really a very popular form of energy because it's carbon free right uh let me ask you about some of the cars in your museum uh some people may be familiar with the cannonball run that's a real event
1: right that is a, a real unsanctioned event so that is something where a bunch of people have gone for it um, but it's it's not a it's not a, a, a real event like you would think of where somebody's behind it it's just it's people that are going and, and going to try to break the record
2: yeah tell us about how that event works because you have one of the old cannonball run cars
1: yeah so I've got uh, Ed bullion's cannonball run uh, car who then he held the record for years and and um, I met him through another car. I had a Porsche 944 S2 in the museum, and uh, I met I met Dave Black, who is he works with Ed Bullion and Vin Wicky and all that. And uh, I wound up finding about about his Cannonball Run car collection. And when we moved the museum to its new location, I had more space, so I t- told him, "Hey, it'd be cool to have your cars in here because it's something completely different." And uh, so I got his cars in there. And when we had planned to bring it in, his car was the active record holder and had been for years. And then all the COVID stuff happened. And that record's been broken eight or nine. I mean, it keeps it just it got broken so many times. And we're talking his record was 28 hours and 55 minutes from New York to L.A. Three guys in the car stopped for a total of 45 minutes. That record's down below 26 hours right now. It's crazy. Crazy. I mean, I don't know how these guys are going that fast.
2: And when you open the trunk of that, that was a Mercedes, right? That's right. When you open the trunk of it, it's got more gas tanks.
1: The, the whole trunk is, a, is another fuel tank. I mean, then you've got all the scanners and all the, all the stuff that, uh, you know, if a police officer pulled you over, they don't want to see any of that.
2: Yeah. And so I guess as they take off, they're going as fast as they can go. Uh, and they're trying to stop for gas as little as possible.
1: That's right. And uh, they plan it right. They actually have people staged along the route to fill up for them. You know, so they're they're going and it's not like uh, it's not like how you and I would stop at a gas station and fill up. I mean, they're going as fast as they can. And when they absolutely have to go and stop and fill up, it's already staged, ready for them to go. You know, it's it's a crazy operation. What about. Food. I mean, are, 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 are they just with sandwiches in there? Oh, yeah. I mean, you, yeah, you're not stopping for any of that kind of stuff. It's whatever snacks they're bringing in there, and it's usually—I so think, I think some people have done it with just one, but for the most part, it's two or three people in the car. And, and Ed's car, he had, he had three of them in there. That's it, incredible. It, it's one of those things where I'd be like, it'd be cool to go do, but then I think of, uh, you know, going to jail. Or, <laughs> <laughs> like, I, I, don't, I don't need the anxiety of that. Do you think that
2: because during COVID there was less traffic and less cars on the road, I mean they're going obviously from oh, New York to
1: LA. Was that you think the biggest impact? Absolutely. That that because Ed did it so fast, like it it was super hard to break. And then you know the roads opened up and and people you know they they capitalized on it. They weren't getting pulled over, so they went absolutely as fast as they could. And I mean they went fast. I think the current record holder was driving a uh, an Audi S4 that looks like an unmarked white police car. Uh, they just had an EV1 set a record in a Tesla Model S. So now they, they've actually got various versions of this cannonball run, which is pretty cool. And if you look it up on YouTube, especially on Ed Bolian's VinWiki channel, you can see all kinds of stories about it. One of our guests uh, on, on our show
2: back during the summer, Andrew Richard, EVSE, they do portable... Tesla fast chargers he was asked to go on this one that you just referenced with the Tesla so they had a couple of Teslas a a Mustang Mach-E an Audi um, and I don't know if it was an unofficial cannonball run but they were doing the exact route and he was bringing up the rear or maybe staging in front I forget exactly how he did it where uh, where they would be able, he would be able to deliver that fast charge to that Tesla just on the side of the road. Really? Yeah, so uh, his, and we had his contraption at Road Atlanta in our EV corral because there is no charging for EVs at Road Atlanta. So we brought in a portable charger so that we would have uh, something uh, for the car, the cars who come to Road Atlanta to be able to charge. Uh, and he drove pulling that thing across the country with these electric vehicles
1: that's pretty cool i wonder if one day they'll do it while they're moving kind of like how they refuel and air the aircraft you just recharge it as it's going that'd be pretty cool oh wow (laughs) yeah
2: yeah and then you add to it say an autonomous car that doesn't have a driver right oh man (laughs) you know uh, in our next segment i want to talk a little bit about the future and what you think sean evs might look like because you drive a tesla and you have a porsche just in the remaining minute in this segment how do you how do you compare the performance of your porsche versus your tesla which one do you think would win uh, uh say a quarter mile
1: race uh, the Tesla, hands down. But before the Tesla, I loved that Porsche. I thought it was fast. It was super nice. But then I got the Tesla, and it makes it makes the Porsche feel slow. I mean, it's it's it's, it's that big of a difference. There's nothing like that pure electric power. And is it just
2: because there's no transmission, or is just. Instant torque. What what is it that makes it's it so fast? It's the instant
1: torque. I mean, it is. It is. You can drive it like a grandma, super slow, or you can put the pedal down and launch. And it is like driving a, a street bike. It's so fun. You know, the Porsches
2: on the track at Road Atlanta are known for their cornering ability. How how does the Tesla compare to cornering? Uh, of your porsche
1: so the tesla is it's like a skateboard platform so all the batteries are between the wheels the axles down low and uh, it handles fantastically it's a low center gravity and it's perfectly balanced
2: and as you compare say the technology in the two cars i mean the germans engineered the porsche you know it's got a lot of cool things would you say that elon musk and the tesla is right
1: up there with him as far as battery performance uh, tesla outshines porsche as far as quality of car the porsche i mean my Porsche is a better built car. It just it's it is nicer, um, but the technology in the Tesla kind of makes up for it because it is still a cool car.
2: Well, when we come back, one more segment with Sean Mathis and Logan Booker. We're going to talk about the future of EVs. Will they be disruptive? When are they going to be disruptive to the auto market in the U.S.? Stick around. I'm Tim Eccles. You're listening to Energy Matters. Hey, Tim Eccles here, host of Energy Matters. Solar's growing like crazy in Georgia, and I certainly say buyer beware. It's great to have companies like Creative Solar USA on the job. Russ, why do folks need to reach out to you? Tim, we're going on to our 14th year, and we have the best staff and most experienced installers in the state to get the job done right. You can find out more at creativesolarusa.com or call 770-485-7438. That's creativesolarusa.com. Tim Eccles, host of Energy Matters, here with Jeff Pratt of Green Power EMC. Jeff, more and more EMCs are offering solar to their members, and you're seeing it grow like crazy across rural Georgia. Tim, you're right. Co-ops in Georgia are doing a great job of deploying
0: solar across the state. In fact, they're leaders in the country with respect to engaging customers
2: and deploying large-scale solar to benefit all their members. Hey, contact your EMC and ask them about their solar energy policy, or just Google Green Power EMC. This
0: segment of Energy Matters is sponsored by Hall Booth Smith. This law firm works with over eighty-eight Fortune 500 companies, and they have offices from Brunswick to Athens, Tifton to Columbus, and of course, Atlanta. We'd like to thank Hall Booth Smith for the great work they do with school boards, hospitals, cities, and counties all over our state. See more at
2: hallboothsmith.com. Hey, Tim Eccles, back on Energy Matters. One more segment with my buddy Sean Mathis from miles through time museum and logan booker our producer uh sean how can folks find out about the museum let's just get that out of
1: the way right now uh, you can go to miles or we're on pretty much every social media channel at miles through time hey in our last segment logan uh we were talking
2: about the comparison between a porsche and a tesla there's not mm-hmm. that many people that own both mm-hmm. and so sean's kind of unique uh because he loves both of those brands, and he can give a real uh, objective opinion uh, about it. You're surprised to hear that the Tesla beats the Porsche? For someone
0: that doesn't know a lot about either, yeah, it, it really does. I, when I think of Tesla as a non-car guy, I do think of something new. I think of Porsche as sort of like the old money, per se. Tesla's this new, innovative thing, so... Uh I imagine all the research and engineering that goes into Porsche is long-standing, but Tesla. You know, you mentioned the name Elon Musk earlier. He's he's got a mind to to make things accelerated, and no pun intended. But uh, yeah, fast.
2: No, it is a little bit surprising. Hertz just ordered a hundred thousand Teslas for the rental car yeah. fleet. I I think that that is going to be as disruptive as anything I can think of. This happened with EVs in a long time. Sean, what do you think?
1: Uh, absolutely. And they've already started doing deliveries for that. So Hertz, Hertz has already got Model 3s in stock, ready to rent. And what that's going to do is make it, it's going to open it up to that many more people to, to be able to experience it. Um, and, and that's kind of one of the things. I've even had Tesla come out to the museum and, and let people get behind the wheel and drive these things. Uh, some, some of the older guys that would never even think about getting behind the wheel, they get behind the wheel and it changes their mind. I mean, once you start going, holy cow, this car is fun. You start to think differently about it.
2: And because my family is in the auction business, and uh, I mean, we're you know we're recording at Cox Media, formerly owned by Cox Enterprises. Cox Enterprises, who owned Cox Automotive and all the Mannheim auctions, I want y'all to think about this: that if you're dropping a hundred thousand vehicles into the rental car market. Those rental car fleets turn cars over quicker than you and I do. So that's going to be 100,000 Teslas put into the secondary market. Right, so that uh, the three of us can afford to buy a used car uh, because we might not be able to spend the money mm-hmm. on the new one. Logan, I mean, that's going to be pretty significant when you drop a hundred thousand Teslas into the market two or three years from now. No doubt, it's it's something that a lot
0: of people like. Use myself as an example that you just said it may not be considering a car of that stature and that magnitude, but if it is on the secondary market after a used uh, rental agency runs its course, yeah, I think that is something that a lot of more more of the middle and
2: even you know yeah basically middle class could could look at something like that so that is going to be disruptive as you put it sean you've got some chargers up there at the museum i know one of the things you asked me about was hey I, you know i you know we've got people coming up here uh there's a lot of traffic up here and we just we frankly we didn't have any place in that area to charge a substantial number of cars and now you've got it right there
1: Right. Uh, you know, if you're heading up to the mountains to see the leaves change or anything like that, and you're driving an electric car, there was nothing. Uh, short of leaving where the uh, superchargers are at, at the Mall of Georgia, out there in Buford. Once you pass that, your your opportunity to charge is gone. Uh, there really isn't anything up there. So now you could stop at miles through time and plug in, charge up and check out the museum, go through the antique stores, go bowling, grab a bite to eat. Uh, it changes the whole perspective of being able to go up there and make it back. Wait a second, you got bowling? Oh yeah, there's a bowling alley <laughs> at the mill. Wow, well, I, I didn't see the bowling alley. Oh yeah, it's in the front. Yep, there's a bowling alley. They got a, a restaurant in there and bar, and you got the two antique stores. You got the one in the front, and then you got the one that I have now in the back with the museum. It, it's it's cool. Plus, you got a, a nature trail right next door. You can occupy your time. Doing all kinds of stuff while you wait for the charge. I think that might be a big part
0: of the future of electric vehicles is making the appealing stops. You know, there Absolutely. are there are gas stations that you know for gas vehicles that they try to have something a little extra for for families and kids. But obviously, an electric vehicle will take longer than just filling a pump. Uh, I think that's a huge part of the future:
2: bowling alleys and and just museums and stuff. I think that's really cool, Sean. Uh, you got people stopping up there. Uh, they're coming in. You're talking to them about electric cars. What are you learning from folks that are charging?
1: From the ones that are charging, I mean, a lot of times they're, they're on board and they think the same way I do. Uh, what's interesting is the ones that aren't familiar with it, the ones that maybe they see my car charging there and come in and talk to me or, you know, I, they ask about it. And it's, it's those people that are mainly uneducated about it that I then take the opportunity to explain something to them. Uh, and that's kind of the, the greatest experience because then, then it's opening them up to other options, really. And that's what it is. It's just another option. And you can't compare an electric car to a gas car in the same sentence. I mean, they're two different types of things. Because one of the greatest things is the sound. You know, people are not used to it not making that good, you know, V8 sound. You know, I like that V8 sound as well, but it's different. Yeah, it is a different sound. And that's
2: what the old timers at Road Atlanta told us is that the vibration, the sound, the smell of the fuel, even, mm-hmm. uh, meant something to them. And so they kind of pushed back a against EVs. Uh, and we had their interview uh, on, on the show recently. Um, but, you know, for this younger group that's buying these Teslas, and I saw this at your Tesla world record attempt. They love Elon Musk. Elon Musk is almost a cult figure to, to, to Tesla owners. Uh, and they love the innovation, all the things that he's done. They're following his space program. Um, they love what he's doing with, with solar. I mean, they are really, uh, really following this man.
1: Yeah, they, they, for the most part, they, they absolutely love Elon and the thing is, is, you've got three different types of Tesla owners. You've got the ones where it's all about the, the green aspect, and then you've got the technology aspect, and then you've got people that are in it for the performance, because they're not slow, boring electric cars. And in, usually, people fall into one of those three categories, or you've got people like me that, that fall into multiple. And in my case, I think all three are, are super appealing. Um, and Elon is behind all that. I mean, he doesn't fit into... The norm of what somebody should do he he does what he wants to do and that creates interesting products
2: you know i think one of the biggest myths about evs is that you have to have something that will get you from brooklyn to to la i mean i have a nissan leaf a 2013 it only has 70 miles left Um, but it's one of three cars that our family has and we we mix and match these cars based on what an individual family member is doing that day that's right. right so it may be that you know that i'm coming you know over here to athens and i I take the leaf because i can get to athens from Hushton and back on my 70 mile range no problem or maybe my wife is just going to pick up the grandchild or going to the gym or going shopping. She'll take the Leaf. If I'm going to Atlanta or Savannah or I'm driving, I'm, I'm going to take the Chevy Volt or I'm going to take the, the 2014 Prius. And so you you don't have to have one electric car to do everything,
1: right? No. no I, I mean, I, I specifically got the Tesla because I live an hour away from miles through time. So it. I didn't want to stop for gas every two times I went up there, and, and I wanted something fun to drive for that hour, so I got the Tesla. Uh, I live in a rental, so I don't even have a, a charger built into my house, so I just plug into 110, and if you know anything, like, like that is one mile per hour. It's super slow, but for how I drive the car, it doesn't matter. It's all I need. The car is, for the most part, it's perfect. My wife was not into a sedan at all. Um, and, and even, she like, that is the car she drives all the time now. But if we go on a family trip or do something that's off in a distance and I don't want to bother with charging or any of that, we take the the other car and it, I mean, I can drive to Destin uh, without stopping for gas in the other car. I mean, it's, it's perfect. It's just how you drive. There is no, it's got to be a certain way. It's what driving circumstances do you have and which type of vehicle is going to fit those and be the best for you
2: yeah just in our remaining few minutes on the show i want to ask you both about the future i mean logan as you you know from outside the ev community as you look towards the future you're seeing more and more especially in the athens area how do you see development of EVs you know, from your perspective?
0: I'm watching personally with a, a bit of curiosity. I, I'm a truck driver. I, I have a lot of country life. I own a place out in Lincolnton, Georgia. I have a boat. I have things that I tow with my truck. So I have a specific need that I need some power for. I, I don't just drive a truck because it looks cool on the highway. I need it so... As, as it pertains to electric, that is something that I and people like myself will be definitely curious how it progresses. I know a lot of episodes you've talked
2: about some of the trucks and the futures of electric truck, and that, that's piqued my, my curiosity. So you think an F-150 that can tow a 10,000-pound t- trailer will be a game-changer? Absolutely. For, for not just myself, but a lot of companies that use those kind of trucks as well.
1: Sean, how about you? What, how do you see EVs impacting the future? Uh, I think at this point they're here to stay. Uh, Even like that Rivian truck. I mean, I want to get behind the wheel of that thing. It looks awesome. But when you compare, uh, you know, I need a truck as well. You know, Um, but when you look and I I don't want to pay for something that's 13 miles per gallon. Like Mm -hmm. at at this point, I'm beyond having that kind of mileage. So if I can get something like a Ford Lightning or a Rivian or the Cybertruck or something that can do all the the truck things, then it's it's super appealing. Mm -hmm. Um, whether or not everyone has to do it, it, it that doesn't matter. But it, we're going to keep getting better and better in fuel economy in general. I mean, the new to- Toyota Tundra is coming out with a supercharged six-cylinder hybrid. I mean, they, they got rid of the V8 completely. Like, what kind of gas mileage is that going to have? I mean, it's, it's that kind of thinking that is, is more important than just all electric.
2: How can folks find the museum?
1: Go to milesthroughtime.com or whatever social media you're on. Type in miles through time, and you'll find us. Well, thank you for being on the show today, and
2: thanks for your leadership uh, that you have risen to, really, in the EV community, Sean. Thank you. Thank you. And, Logan, it's good to be back with you again. Uh, great to be in the studio as uh, as Energy Matters is coming up on our third year. The show's uh, just continued to grow and really appreciate all that you do to produce it. Well, thanks for including me. I'm not just the producer. I am a fan of the show as well, Tim, so it's my pleasure. Well, thanks. So everybody, appreciate you listening to Energy Matters today. I hope you have a fantastic weekend because energy does matter.